Hi, it's Corey. You know, Kendall and I were pleasantly surprised when our guest, Michelle Toulier, started speaking fondly about Leslie Jordan, because Leslie was definitely one of our favorite uh, performers and definitely, despite what he says, an icon. So I thought it would be fun to include a little bonus episode with a snippet of an interview I did with Leslie some years ago where he talks about some of his own family twists. Um, I do implore you to listen to the Michelle Toulier episode first, which is called Guess What? My Dad is Not My Dad. I hope you enjoy. Thanks. The age-old question, do gay men become their mothers? <laughs> and the answer is? <laughs> but a little bit of what? Oh, okay. <laughs> it starts out, my mother found boxes. My mother was the baby of nine children, and Daddy was the baby in his family. So when the babies had a baby, my mother married my Daddy. She was, she was 19, and he was 21. And I so pictured these little babies holding a baby. Well, I was photographed and landless. You know, which has prepared me for stuff. In every outfit and every single picture, some aunt. My mother had five sisters, so you can imagine. I mean, they had kids of their own, but they just rubbed fine outfits for the new baby. Right. Which would be the last, you know, probably the last baby if they didn't have more. Well, had more. They had twins. I have twin sisters, 22 months younger than me. Anyway, we took those slides, and when we blew them up to put them up on the wall, I think they did color different back then. I think they did the full three-color process, and that coat of, coat of color, whatever. I mean, this is the 1950s, and you can see every detail down to the chopsticks. You know what I mean? It's the queen's delight. People just stare at those pictures. I sometimes think they're not even listening to me. And um, it, it, I did not want to do it in, in cabarets. I thought, it also deals with the death of my daddy. My daddy was killed in a plane crash when I was 11. There's sad parts. Put that. There's some really sad parts. And I thought, well, in a cabaret, everybody wants to be happy. But that's not true. Torch song. You know, the girl gets up on the stool and does a real downer and then kicks up. up. That's my play. You know, my play is, it, it, my ca- is a cabaret act without me knowing it. But I did it in theater. Um, Pensacola, I did it for two months in, in the Celebration Theater down here and worked it out and got it really tight and ready to go. And then last week, before I bought it to the Rose Room, I wanted to play as far away from L.A. as I could. And we were we had been booked in the year before to the St. Paul, um, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, there's a, It's actually St. Paul, uh, uh, the Camp Bar has this gorgeous cabaret, and honey, it played like a house on fire. So you are getting 55 light cues. You're getting a goddamn dog and pony show with me right in the middle spinning stories so fast. <laughs> you can't drink too much or you won't be able to keep it up. Oh, to the front. Now keep up, honey. Because you, you do have a tendency to change track every once in a while, a little bit. Which I've made an integral part of this. Yes. And it's all scripted. Okay. But let me tell you something. When you've done that in the past without scripting it, it's easy. <laughs> when you try to do it, it seems very contrived. But I've got it where I don't think it looks contrived. Yeah. 
because I say to the audience, you know, things like, guys, let me remember where we were because, you know, la, la, la. Right, right. Which just invites audience participation, which I absolutely hate. <laughs> no, no, dear. I, I work alone. You've done your part now. <laughs> and then if it gets real ugly, shut your hole, honey. Mine's making money. <laughs> and then if it gets real really bad it shut the fuck up have a nice day <laughs> how do you bring it back to the holidays then does it keep coming back to the holidays all the pictures i realized were christmas yeah that's when i would get my outfit and so all the out all the outfits were christmas and it's christmasy because it has a real family feel you know what i mean it really brings up family right you know, and the importance, and what it is basically is my mother's journey. Yeah. You know, and it ends up where I accidentally took her on a gay cruise to Alaska. I mean, I didn't accidentally take her on the cruise. I just sort of forgot because I'd done so many what a gay cruise was like. Right. And, you know, leather night, underwear party with big dick, big dick contest, advertised, you know, right up. Sure. Here's my Southern Baptist mother. But something very cathartic happened. Yes. And it happened in the oddest situation. We had dinner with a couple of lesbians. And I guess because they were close to her age, I've always felt that there were two ways to put, to put, a, uh, to combat homophobia. One is humor, yes. you know. Uh, I learned that during dodgeball in fourth grade. <laughs> the funny you are, the less they hit you. And, and, and put a face on it. I learned that through Will and Gray. Right. You know, it put a face on it. And I think, you know, I'm really proud to be a part of, of that because I, I think the tide began to turn at Will. The tide has turned now. The tide has turned. Yes. But it began to turn. It began shifting at Will and Gray. But something happened, and I think a face was put on lesbianism for my mother, and something really amazing came out of her mouth. Especially considering, you know, her her religion, her beliefs, her where she grew up, where she comes from, who she is. I, I, I almost fell off the bat. And so, um anyway, it's more me telling of her journey. My mother is um loves anything. Her apartment I used to think it looked like Laura Ashley threw up in there. <laughs> but now taking a turn for the glitter. I don't know. It's, it's a kind of a... My mother remarried when she was 12, and, and she remarried a millionaire. Uh, and she had a lot of money. And, I mean, we're talking gold shag, shag carpet, you wow. know, honey, and, and uh, lots, lots of guilt. It looks like a New Orleans poorhouse. <laughs> but uh, she loves gold. What, is, what a pair of scones look nice. On either side there. Everything matches, you know. Of course, of course. She asked her friend, honey, what colors are your living room? Because, you know, the women have colors. Gucci, <laughs> peach and blue and, you know, <laughs> avocado and orange. And, honey, what color are your living room? The only other person I heard that was, I'm with Loretta Lynn. <laughs> asked it, asked if it's basic, what color the women <laughs> <laughs> she told me that. Do you have any holiday traditions? Right now? You know, 
would go out to eat for one, which is crazy since they're all such great cooks. Yeah. And, and, but, uh, and I eat out every night. I'm on the road, you know, 45 cities a year. Sure. But I, I went down Thanksgiving and we went to the Bluffview Inn, which is, you get this, they, they did put, they actually sent people to San Antonio, Texas, because we have the Tennessee River running through our town and replicated in many ways, except we're up, up too high. We're not on the river. We're above the river. But all along the river now are beautiful restaurants, and it was, it was, it was very fancy and very expensive. <laughs> and um, we love that. And um, we go and put our pajamas on and just lay around that house. It's the best thing to do. And we don't. One year, mother said to me, "Leslie, everybody in town wants to see." And it was right when I was really getting on a lot of TV. Yeah. She said, should we just have a gathering, like a four-hour open house, maybe from one to um, two, three, four, but one to five, and, oh, my God, it was hell. Um, it was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people at our home, we didn't like them back then. Why would we like them now? God, mothers one looked at me and said, let's hope ever do this again. We're just sort of, you know what I think, my. My family were gregarious recluses. <laughs> when we do have to be out, or I do have to be on the phone talking to you, as I've done since you asked one question 10 minutes ago, I love to talk, but, um, you know, you travel 45 cities a year. When you get home, the last thing you want to do is people call and they go, meet me at a subtle visit. Well, right. here's what a visit is. Tell me everything. Tell me what you've been doing. And I've done that, like with you. And, and, you know, seven other journalists in every city. So you multiply 45 times seven. And whoever thought I would get tired of talking about myself. <laughs> but I do, I say, honey, I've, I'm talked to Al. Let's talk about you. Right. Sure. I mean, what's been going on here? Exactly. exactly. And better not, but they don't buy it. No, oh, God, boring. Nothing. Nothing. Tell me about, you know, tell me about your cruise from Barcelona to Casablanca. You know, tell me about your, that cruise. This summer I did a cruise and I did my stand-up on it for, for Atlanta, RSVP from Barcelona to Casablanca to the island of a beast. Oh, my. And I'm sober. <laughs> That's tough. You don't go to a beast as well. No. <laughs> Well, listen, I'm actually donating. This is uh, this is for twofold. You know, I'm writing about the San Francisco shows, and then also the um, St. Louis Gay Magazine asked me to write a piece about you for their Icons issue, which is coming out next month. Oh. So when you think about a lot of this, it be huge. I I don't I don't think that I I don't think of myself as an icon because when you know roads of self doubt, I was a pioneer. Yeah. I mean I. I was playing gay before pe other people were playing gay for sure. Um, I am a, I mean, I, I, I'm a pioneer in that I was openly gay the entire time I was in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, I could tiptoe around it in magazine articles to make it funny. Right. You know, I'm the bachelor. <laughs> Let's put bachelor, honey. You know, I could get around it like Paul Lynn and... And, you know, Liberace, I could do that thing. I was a pioneer then. I was a pioneer in the very birth 
of, you know, I love my friend Del Shores to death, but sometimes he says things in his plays, and especially when he and I are writing together, that I think were said at Boys in the Band, you know, 30 years ago. Right. And I think, well, but a rehash is a nice rehash, so let's go with it. But um, he doesn't have that wisdom that I have. Yeah. You know, I remember parting glances. Look that one up. That was a feature. Right. My God, it was ahead of its time. Watch it. True. It was about a the very very birth of a parting glances. Um, longtime companion. Um, that had uh, one of them had Kathy Kenny. You know the makeup girl on. She's brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant playing the great bag hag on film. <laughs> That's a film in there. Let's say food fly. That'll give you a hint <laughs> to how the play is. But anyway, you know, um, I went home and I don't like having awards around. It's not that I don't appreciate them. It make, it just kind of makes me nervous. So I send everything to my sisters. When I was home in Thanksgiving, they got the boxes out because they now that we have, I bought them a home. I bought him a beautiful condo. It's a gift of sobriety because I've been able to keep this career afloat because I haven't been 30 paces face down in a beer vat. Right. And so they started bringing them out. I, I have the key to the city, to San Francisco. I have the key to the city to in Minneapolis. I have the key to the city. I'm a conk, an honor, a conk uh, in Key West. I'm an honorary conk. They only get out to the really biggies, you know. Um, that's got to be, you know, us Hemingway things. And, you know, there was stuff that I just didn't even think that much about at the time. Um, I was the mayor of, gay ho- of the West Hollywood Gay Parade. I remember that. They put me in a limo and tr- trotted me out. And and award after award after award for my acting. I won every, you know, like theater award and and I just sat there and thought, wow, I mean, this is like a 30-year career. Mm-hmm. You know, they should call me Liza. You know, they, <laughs> they should call me Liza Share Diana Barb, you know, <laughs> in the gay world. So I, I, I like the word pioneer better than icon. But... Thanks for listening to my interview with Leslie Jordan. He's greatly missed, but uh, he'll always have a special place in our hearts.